Hi, it's Pam Hendrickson, and thanks so much for joining me for this week's business blog. And today we're Oh my goodness, it's Pam Hendrickson here, and thanks for joining me for this special content and marketing training. Now, I recorded that little intro for you all in good fun, but if you're like me, I'm guessing that you can relate to the challenges of filming your own videos for your business. In fact, that little demo I just did for you isn't too far off from how I used to struggle to create decent enough videos to put out online. And it was only a couple years ago that I had to fire my husband as my producer in order to save our marriage. And in reality, it was more like him letting me know that I was too difficult to work with, so he wasn't going to do it anymore. And I will let you on in a little secret, which is, has been a big key to improving our relationship. So thanks, honey, for all you did to get us going. For me, anyway, the big challenge when I started out was that so many experts would encourage me to film my own videos. And I was kind of brainwashed with this idea that all it takes is an iPhone and a microphone. And while this is technically true, at the end of the day, I've learned that there's a little more finagling to get the setup right and figure out what works for you to record videos you're excited to put out. So what I'm going to do for you here is a little two-part mini training series for you on my blog to tackle some of these issues. So make sure you're on the lookout for my next blog coming up. And in fact, if you're not already a member of my community, go ahead and click the button below to join so that I can give you a heads up when the next video comes out. It's free and I want you to have it. So to be sure to take advantage of this. For today, we're going to tackle a question that comes up a lot for online marketers and experts, which has to do with using a teleprompter when you record your videos. In fact, today's training comes from a question I received from Kirk Vandenberg, so thanks Kirk, where he asked, Pam, I'm curious, are you reading from a teleprompter or speaking extemporaneously? If it's the four, I sure can't tell. Your speech seems really natural to me. If you do use a prompter, have you ever published any teleprompter tips? So I'll cut to the chase here and give you the punchline, which is, it depends. Now, I know that might be a frustrating answer, right? Because we're all looking for the certainty of whether we should use one or not. But here's what I've learned. First, it really does depend. I think not having any notes or slides or script on a prompter, or even at least near the camera where you can see it without breaking too much eye contact with your audience is really important. People are so short on time today, it's important that we're focused and clear in our videos. As my husband always tells me before a big speech, be brilliant, be brief, and be done. So we've got to keep things tight and on point for our audience to pay attention. So I think it's important that you do have some sort of prompt for you ready when you film. Now, I've done this a lot of different ways. I've done it with giant posters that I'll make where I'll draw out my outline or a mind map with markers and just kind of put it up or tape it or clip it right next to the camera. Or I might even have someone hold it as I film. And what's great with this approach is you can see a lot of content on one page doing it this way. A teleprompter, as you know, you can only fit a very small amount of content on the screen without having to scroll. What's not great about the poster option though, is it still requires you to remember a lot of what's on the poster because you can't read from it too much or you're gonna break eye contact with your audience and that eye contact is super important. But it does work for some people. And if you're super visual, if you love mind mapping and you're good at remembering your outcomes and main points, this can be a good option. Now, my memory isn't as good and maybe you can relate. So this is a skill that might be harder for someone who's just starting out. The second option that can also work well is to create slides, or rather make a PDF of your slides and put them on the prompter. 
I've done this for my own courses and I've helped other experts film their courses this way and it can be really effective, especially when you're teaching longer chunks of content. The only downside here is that sometimes it can take some good amount of finagling to get the PDF to work well with your prompter software. So for example, I use Keynote for my slides and the prompter software I use is PromptDog, which is great, but the only way we figured out how to make this work is to reverse all my slides before we create the PDF for the prompter. For some reason, because of how the prompter mirrors, I have to have my slides mirrored before I upload them to the software. So I'm sure there's a better way, but my point here is that you have to be willing to fool around with your setup a little bit to get things to work the way you want. But I do like this option of slides. It keeps you on point, but allows you to be natural and a bit more freeform in your delivery, which can feel more authentic. The third option is to use a teleprompter. The script can be detailed bullets or it can be word for word. Now this takes the most practice, but it gives you maximum control. And you can do this, you can have prompter software on your iPhone, on an iPad, or what I do now, which is we have a monitor that sits over the camera lens so I can look right into the camera lens while I'm looking at a prompter when I film with a prompter. Now, for me, when I started out, I used to use posters or a bulleted outline for the sole reason that I kind of stunk at reading the teleprompter, so I wanted to avoid doing anything that was word for word until I developed that skill. And looking back at some of my original videos, I was right. I did stink at reading a prompter, and I was much better going from a solid outline. What I will tell you though, is that the more experience I have, the more I prefer doing word for word scripts because I can be so much more precise with what I wanna say and how I wanna say it. And I think as long as you can keep it real, it makes your delivery more precise and compelling. And I'm also doing this more and more for experts where I'm helping them create a course. In these cases, I want detailed precision with their content. And a script allows us to make sure that nothing's left out, but also that we don't go on too long. So just know that it takes some time to master a prompter, so you just need to give yourself the time to grow into it. With that said, what option do you think I'm using right now for this video? An outline on a poster with all my notes, slides that I'm having someone click through for me, or a prompter with word-for-word -word scripts? Now, I kind of gave it away, but yes, I'm using a word-for-word -word script on a teleprompter. Maybe you can tell, maybe you can't, but even if you can tell a little bit, I'm okay with that as I'm willing to sacrifice just a little bit of that spontaneity for a clear and more precise message for you. The bottom line here is to base your decision about which way to go based on what you're most comfortable with. The best solution is the one that works for you. And yes, no matter what you choose, be prepared for a bit of trying some things to figure out what works and what doesn't work for you. Recording videos is a learned skill. Anyone can get good at it, which is the great news, but it's kind of like your first kiss, or at least my first kiss. It can be a bit awkward until you figure it out. So what I wanna share with you now are seven tricks of the trade that I've learned in the years of working with teleprompters, both for me and my clients. So I can help you tame that teleprompter beast. And all I ask is that you at least try it. Then if it doesn't work for you, use one of the other methods I talked about here where you can put yourself in a position where you're at your most comfortable because at the end of the day, that's what matters. Tip one, embrace the prompter. Before the internet was invented and before teleprompters even existed, everyone read their speeches from a piece of paper. Remember the Gettysburg Address? I'm pretty sure good old honest Abe Lincoln had his paper handwritten out in front of him as he delivered that address. It worked out pretty well for him and it will for you too. Or how about John F. Kennedy's famous speech, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. 
Again, the paper with the speech was printed out in front of him. It's ridiculous to me that there's so much stigma around reading from a teleprompter. I mean, we're not robots, we're human beings, and people will forgive you as long as the core message is there. See, it's more about the content of your message than anything else you do. So if you decide to read from a prompter, embrace that decision and be okay with it, even if your technique isn't quite down yet. Your technique can be mastered. The quality of your message is what matters. And I think the problem is, is that we compare ourselves sometimes to experts who've been doing this a long time. TED is a great example. Most people who give a TED talk are scripted and practiced to the point of practically memorizing their speeches so they can be choreographed so that they feel super spontaneous. Now, that's not to say that the speakers aren't spontaneous. I'm just saying that the formula many of the most popular TED speakers use is one that's set up and practiced to the hilt. And while this produces a great result, that's just not practical to put that kind of prep into every single video you record. So embrace the prompter and be okay with taking some time to improve your skills. As long as your message is on point, the rest will be forgiven and forgotten. Tip number two is about how you write your script. We've all heard the advice, write the way you talk. This is especially true when you're writing scripts for a teleprompter. Avoid jargon or fancy words or even perfect sentence structure. Your script needs to feel super conversational, so write it as if you were talking to a friend. I always have a rule where I'll edit my scripts for content, but I don't edit them for grammar or usage. Now, fortunately, my natural grammar is pretty good, but I leave in some mistakes on purpose at times. In other words, my first draft is usually just me typing what's in my head. So if I make a few mistakes in that process, I'll leave some of those in as it feels more natural and relatable. Content that feels contrived isn't gonna resonate no matter how well you deliver it. Tip three, practice, 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 practice. There's no substitute for knowing your content and practicing a few times before you're live. I always read through my presentations a few times before I film. Often, the night before I film, I also read through all my scripts one last time before I go to sleep. I figure that my brain can go to work on it while I'm sleeping. And my husband is used to all my weird filming rituals at this point, and that's one of them. But there are a couple of ways you can practice in advance. The first and best way is to practice with a prompter. You can download software right to your iPhone or iPad, set yourself up and hit record. Then, as painful as it can be at sometimes, at least it feels painful to me, watch yourself back. You'll not only find ways to improve your delivery, but you'll pick up on any other bad habits you might develop, such as over gesturing or being too stiff with your physiology. So do this as much as possible. My rule the first year I started recording videos was that for every video I produced, I'd made myself watch at least one practice session in advance. It was a tough year, but I'm so glad I did it. I also recommend reading out loud every chance you get. When my older brother Jeff was a baby, our grandmother used to read the obituaries to him from the newspaper. Of course, my mom threw a fit when she found out. But to my grandmother's point, my brother didn't understand what she was reading, but what was important was that he was gaining valuable experience being read to. Now today, my brother's a high school AP physics teacher, and he's one of the smartest, most well-read people I know, and caring too. And I don't think it's a coincidence that he got an early start reading. My grandmother, well, she was a character and one of the best storytellers I've ever met. She gave herself the gift of practice. Now, I get it if the obituaries are a bit too morbid for you, although there is some good content in there to practice your inflection. But read out loud, and you'll gain valuable experience that will help you when the cameras are on. Tip four, position the camera so it's far enough back that it's harder to tell you're reading. 
Now, just how far to do this depends on the camera, the size of the prompter, and your setup. But usually the rule of thumb is that a good eight feet is usually about right if you're using a full camera setup like I use today. Maybe a little bit less depending on your setup, but in that range. The best way to make sure you're far enough away though without being so far away that you lose connection with the audience is to simply test it. Record yourself once and have the setup and watch it back. If it's too obvious you're reading, like if you see your eyes moving back and forth, then move the prompter back a bit. And no matter how much distance is between you and the prompter, make sure you avoid the ping pong match where you're turning your head as you're reading from left to right. Which brings me to my next point. Similarly, position the text on the prompter so the sides are indented a bit to keep as much text in the middle of the prompter screen as possible. You want to be speaking in the middle of the glass. In other words, in most teleprompter software, you can play with the settings. So we always pull in the left and the right margin so that the margins are bigger than normal so my text is more focused in the center. Now, this doesn't allow for much, as much text on the screen at one time, but I do find that I do a better job keeping my eyes focused in the center of the camera when it's set up this way. Next is tip number five. Have someone run the prompter for you, if you can, so you control your own pace. Now, if you're doing this on auto cue or autoplay, that's okay. You'll teach yourself to speed up and slow down to make your flow feel more natural. But if you have the gift of being able to have someone run the prompter for you, and your kids can be trained to do this, by the way, simply have them practice a few times so they know how to scroll forward and backwards and speed up and slow down to keep up with your pace. If your prompter operator is the one who's dictating the pace you're speaking at, it's not going to feel natural. So you've got to practice with them a bit so that they can pause when you pause or speed up or slow down as appropriate but it's worth their weight in gold when you can get someone trained up to do this for you. So thanks, Chris, for being my wingman and prompter operator for all these shoots. Tip number six, don't be afraid to go off script. To do this, I usually create what I call stopping off points in my script. I know that there are always a few key points in every video that I want to emphasize, and when I get to these, I'll often add a few sentences that are ad-lib. So when they show up in the script, I just pause and go off script for a couple of sentences, and then I find my way back on. Now, this is a bit more of an advanced strategy, but when you do this, make a point of looking away or looking down for a few extra seconds. What this does it is it creates an unconscious message to your audience that, you know what, it doesn't appear like this person's reading from a prompter in that moment because they're looking away. It also makes it feel a little less stiff, and this little bit of flexibility, for me anyway, is enough to keep things feeling fresh and authentic. It just takes a little bit of practice to be able to move your eyes from the prompter to around the room and then find your way back on point to the prompter. But the key is, I might go off script for 10 or 15% of my presentation, but never 90%. Tip number seven, and this one's kind of a paradox, which is deliver with more energy than you think you need and smile more often than you might think is comfortable at first. So you gotta keep things as natural as possible, but you do need to exaggerate a little bit when you're on camera so that the energy is translated through the lens. Your goal is to find your new natural on camera. And in my experience anyway, it's a little bit different from how you might be in person, not who you are, not how you deliver, but your emphasis, because you wanna point out and emphasize some things differently to create that energy and connection through that camera lens. So you want to use your physiology to include facial expressions and gestures, just not too many, I know I can over gesture sometimes, but that punctuate what you're saying. When your body is in the flow, it makes your presentation flow. So when you speak, practice some breathing techniques to lower the pitch of your voice and also change the tone to sound more conversational. 
especially if you're a woman like me, our voices can tend to pitch up, especially when we're nervous. So we've got to practice with a lower tone or resonance to make it as listenable as possible. So for this tip, practice some gestures with energy and lots of smiles. Just don't try to do too much and don't do too much at once or it won't feel real. A little bit goes a super long way and these are some of the techniques you can add in as you improve. So I've gone a bit longer here than I intended, but this is such an important topic that I get asked about all the time. So I wanted to share these tips with you in the hopes that it's useful for you. So again, here's a quick recap. Tip number one, embrace the prompter. Abe Lincoln and JFK rocked it out and you can too. Tip two, write your script to be super conversational. A friend talking to a friend. Tip three, practice, practice, practice. Tip four is about positioning. Position the camera to be far enough back that you can't see your eyeballs reading the script. And position the text on the prompter so the sides are indented to keep as much text in the middle of the screen as possible. Tip five, if possible, have someone run the prompter for you, but make sure that you control the pace. Tip six, don't be afraid to go off scripts a few times during your presentation. And tip seven, practice deepening your voice tone. Smile often and use purposeful gestures to emphasize key points of your presentation. Just a dash though, a little bit goes a long way. So let me know what you think. Post your comments below as well as any prompter tips you've run across in your experience. And go ahead and please like and share this video with someone you know who does video and who could benefit from these tips. Now, before I go, I know you're gonna ask. So I use PromptDog as my teleprompter software, and we actually have a prompter monitor that's, that fits over the camera lens, so I'm looking right into the camera when I'm reading the prompter. But there are also a lot of great apps for your iPhone or iPad. Teleprompter Premium is a really good one. It's in about the $12 range in the iTunes App Store. It just has a few more features than I think some of the other ones, so it's worth just a little bit more, especially if you're using AutoCue. Teleprompter Pro is pretty good as well, though again, for the small price difference, I just get Teleprompter Premium. Okay, so that's really it. Share your comments with me, like and share the video, and most important, get out and record at least one video this week using a prompter. You can do this, I promise. Just picture tall, awkward Abe Lincoln there next to you fumbling around with the prompter and you'll feel a lot better about wherever you are in the process. So thanks for being with me again this week and as always, go out and make it a great day. Bye for now.